in a world filled with intergalactic space battles. Metahuman destruction on a global scale. And psychopathic serial hauntings. There's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek. Guardians of Geek. We have not done a show in like over a month. It's been, has it been that long? I think so. It's been almost a month. Wow. What is wrong with us? I don't know. I I blame myself for this because there's been a lot going on. I turned 50. Yes. So that's a huge thing. So I kind of hid in my house for like four weeks just so uh, (laughs) hoping it wouldn't happen, but it did. Do you feel, do you feel like 50? Maybe it didn't. No, I don't at all, actually. (laughs) My son son got his license. Yeah. So, so here's a couple stressful things going on. And at my work, I'm still doing a morning show on Jack 1023, but we moved buildings. So it used to be in the same building as you. Yeah. You work in television. Now I'm in a whole new building. So that's been a whole change and I'm driving to a new location every day. So and you, now and you get lost regularly, don't you? I, I really do. Yeah. And so now that we've done that, now I'm, I've, I've settled down a little bit and I can, uh, I thought, you know what, we should do a podcast at some yeah, point. There's been, there's been a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. We need to talk about the stuff going on. So let's jump right into the pop five. Yeah. What's hot. We'll tell you what's hot. It's the loop and Larry pop. <laughs> Like I said, there's so much going on. So we're going (laughs) to jump right in because we can't even bother with all this personal stories anymore. There's so much Hollywood big time news happening. (laughs) We don't want to let any of it slip through our fingers. So we're going to start right off at the top with our pop five for this week. And number five, we're starting with a little movie that you may have heard of called Ace Ventura uh, appears to be getting a threequel. It does. And I don't know what this, what's going on lately, but they seem to be making a lot of TV sh- or a lot of old movies that haven't had any sequels in a long time. And they're yeah. suddenly bringing them back like Ghostbusters, Bill and Ted, that uh, the coming to America yeah. um, sequel that just happened. Top Gun, like all, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And so this is the newest one that's been just announced that they're in development or want to work on Jim Carrey, not yet confirmed. So he is, and he's sort of the big thing. So, if you don't get Jim Carrey, what happens is you get Ace Ventura Jr., which uh, we do not want a sequel no. to that. <laughs> so apparently, no. apparently, Jim Carrey did not want to do Ace Ventura for the longest time, and now he's kind of softened on the idea. And I think that happens when you get a little bit older. You're like, you know what? What's the big deal? I'm just going to do this. So yeah. I, hopefully he'll be able to do this sequel because people are super pumped about it. It was 26 years since the last movie. Really? 26 Yes. Holy cow. That was yeah, uh, When Nature Calls was the last right. one. That was Ace Ventura 2. My, my question is, were people really asking for a third movie? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently there's like an Ace Ventura um, like, uh, Facebook page or something and people have been talking about it like forever. They just, they everybody's been clamoring for a third movie. I would love to see a third on this. Yeah, but, okay. Um, I just, I love the first two. I thought that character is great. I think there's a lot you can do with that character. Yeah. Um, but the uh, so it's being written by the people that did um, the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. So that's who's writing oh. this or, or in development to write this. Okay. 
I hope it happens. Like, see, I'd also have the same person that likes to see it, wants to see another Wayne's World movie as well. But oh, see, I'd go for that. I'd be, I'd be all over that. Although, and and actually, now that you've said that, they Wayne's World does have that new commercial that they came out with during the Super Bowl. Yeah, they have that. So they, there's quite a possibility that that may. This this is going a little off tangent, but what would you rather see? This is I've thought of this too way too much. Oh. Uh, would you rather see uh, Wayne's World where they're playing themselves at the age they are and trying yeah. to still kind of still be in the same kind of people, but trying to fit into a new world. Or yeah. would you rather them be in the same time period playing themselves, pretending to be much younger, but there's, they're obviously a lot older. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. because that's funny as well. Like yeah. if they're trying to pretend to be young, but they're actually like obviously old. So I don't know. I think I think having seen the commercial where they're still playing themselves, like they're they're obviously older, like there's wrinkles and all yeah. that, but they're still playing their young versions. And I thought that was really funny. So I yeah. think I'd go for I think I'd go for uh, uh, like a current aged Wayne and Garth um, trying to fit into the modern world, but still like in their heads feeling like they're young. But yeah, really. I don't know because the other way because the problem when you start getting like it becomes the Bill and Ted thing where suddenly yeah. you have to have kids and things, right? Yeah. Like it it kind of changes the the concept. So I don't know. I'd almost rather them for like do like it set it in the '90s and it's them playing them, but they're actually like a lot older. older. Like and they could do a lot more references to things that have that are going to happen in the future and things. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I think that's going to be an interesting if if it even happens. And how did we get there from Ace uh, from Ace Ventura? I don't know. I just. <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to keep on track <laughs> i don't know is mature turns into wayne and garth i don't know how that happened <laughs> it happens more frequently than you'd think actually yes <laughs> a lot more frequently so yeah. that there's no release date on this there's like the, this is just in development and but of course as soon as it slightly gets into development everyone thinks it's happening so we don't know for sure what's going on well now it has to because there's going to be like hashtag save ace ventura <laughs> yes. trending and then <laughs> i'm already printing the t-shirts so exactly. we're all set <laughs> All right, moving on. Number two, the Oscars. Yes. Even though we even though we haven't seen any movies in the last year, the Oscars are still happening. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming up what April twenty third, I believe. Is that what? Twenty fifth. Sorry, twenty fifth. Yeah. So, um, not really sure how that's going to go. Uh, what, what's your What's your take on this year's Oscar celebration? I don't. I mean, there was movies released this yeah, year. Yeah. It's just it's it was such an odd year because there was no like in the back of my mind like like if I asked you to name like three movies that were released in 2020, it would be difficult. Like yeah. a tenant's the only one that really super comes to my brain, but yeah. it may be like soul. Like yeah. I, I don't, beyond that, I was like, was soul, was soul, I think soul was actually, this, was soul this year. I don't yeah, know. It was nominated. It came out this year. It, yeah. Or 2020. Was, yeah. Yeah. But because they've extended the actual ceremony, they're allowing some of the streaming movies to appear you know in this year's ceremony just to fill it out because really and i mean i think like the thing is that the movies that are nominated are are good movies but they're not like for geeks like us we're you know we've got our finger on the pulse of the pop culture movies that have yes come out, and there just weren't there just weren't very many so you know yeah. i'm just not as familiar with the movies that are being nominated it seems like it's the same 15 movies being renominated. Well, apparently there are about a half dozen. There are about tw or two dozen. There are about twenty-four movies that okay. are covering the. But really, that's it. I mean, that's not very much. <laughs> no, and and normally, like in the special effects, uh, like Oscars and visual effects, usually we see a lot of like the Marvel stuff or Star yeah. Wars or something in there, and there's just 
none of that is like because there's been nothing out so no. there, none of that's in there no it's it's really what do you do you have the list there I'm, i don't even remember off the top of my head what the uh special effects category includes well the only i only wrote down some of the stuff that's like that would be in our geek sort of realm right. so tenet is the only thing that's like that was other there's a lot of other stuff but tenet was really the only thing that really stood out to me um okay. for, for production design and visual effects right. to me that was if, if, if you didn't even like the movie and i know what you thought of it and yeah. uh and i was still confused by it but uh visual effects wise like it was ahead of its time like i thought yeah. it was so cool looking so absolutely i mean i i i can't imagine any other movie winning the the visual effects and and that sort of thing other than tenant like the, there's i don't think there's any question no um some of the point. ones i just sort of picked uh cherry picked out was uh, uh stephen young that used to be glenn on the walking dead which is so weird that he's nominated in the leading role for an act for an oscar like that seems so bizarre to me but yeah uh, apparently minari is really really cool so yep. I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet um onward which has sort of a geeky sort of oh, theme yeah. right yeah yep. uh animated and, um and it was not one of my favorite movies this year no, it wasn't. Oh, I haven't no. seen it. I, I that was one of the ones I did kind of want to see based on the content of it. But yeah, the uh, yeah, I, I just I was quite disappointed personally. But hmm, interesting. Like, oh, though, so I'll write that cool. down. Write that one down. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was an original song from Eurovision, which was in there, which oh, I thought was really bizarre. Like it the, was. I actually liked Eurovision. I thought that yeah. was good. I've watched three of the best pictures yeah. so far. I'm, uh, I'm at one and a half because I fell asleep halfway through Mank. <laughs> <laughs> Mank is a tough watch. And it's not that it's not good. I just, yeah. my, my problem with Mank was I haven't seen the, the source material that it's based on. And uh, which is, um, which yeah, I, it was um, Citizen Kane. I think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you not watched it? No, I've seen Citizen Kane, but not recently. Oh. Oh. So, you know what I mean? Because it's been like forever since I've seen it. Right. And uh, so I would, I really wish I would have watched Citizen Kane before I watch it, just to freshen myself up on that movie, because there's a lot of references to it. And yes. it would really help to have watched it just prior to going in, like to, to, so. to make. I think my my issue with, with it was that it's very wordy. <laughs> yes. Like it, it's, and the, the language that they use isn't like, the sort of language like conversational language that we would use so you really have to focus like i at least i found that i was like i, I was it's really fast paced the the dialogue and yeah adding back and forth between people and so it just i, I found it kind of exhausting and, and then fell asleep <laughs> <laughs> well and it jumps around a little bit too so it kind of goes things he's done in the past to like where he is in the present and there's a lot of characters and they they reference the names a lot but yes. if, if you forget who's who i found that confusing as well so yeah. um but it, like it, it's it's a cool movie based on if you like the the history of how movies are made it's cool yeah. like and the old hollywood that's why i was really excited about yeah it. the old hollywood is what's kind of cool about it yeah. but uh yeah I'll, I'll get through it what was the other one you've watched um the trial of chicago seven yeah, I've, that's another one I've seen. It's it's awesome. It's I thought it was uh, great. Yeah, I would I'd be happy if that one. However, I I think I'm putting my money on uh, Nomadland because so far it's cleaning up yeah. in other award ceremonies and anything Frances McDormand is in, it's like I instant think, like Oscar gold. Yeah, it's like, a lot. <laughs> so I, I, I really want, and that one's that one for whatever reason is really hard to find like to actually watch yeah i think it's coming out this month i believe or sorry okay. in early april i think so it should be out in time for us to see it yeah. um the uh it's funny though because like it looks like it's a clear clear gonna be a clear winner but then oscars sometimes throw throw like 
you know, throw it out the window and suddenly something that you do not expect to win. Um, I also saw Promising Young Woman as well. Oh, how's that? It's good. It, it, it has the guise of a romantic comedy, okay. but it is dark. Is <laughs> like, it? So, yeah. Is it but it's is there isn't is there comedy in it or is oh it yeah it's there's some funny parts and it it, oh. it it plays like a romantic comedy when you're watching it and it's funny because they've there's a lot of serious parts too in it but it's they get a lot of like comedians to play those parts like molly shannon and people like that that you know for comedy but oh, okay. but they're not really playing comedic parts in a lot of the in a lot of the cases so it's it's good like i i really enjoyed it and it didn't, it didn't go where i thought it was gonna go and i had most of these, I don't even know what they are going into them. I'm just watching yes. them. So um, I really enjoyed that one. I thought that one was, was quite good. So yeah, that's, that's the next one on my list. So there are a couple that I'm, that I, I, I'm struggling to commit to like the father, I think is going to be a hard watch. I'm sure it's excellent. Um, that's the one with Anthony Hopkins. Right. Um, it just looks very depressing <laughs> to me. So, I love a good depressing movie. You know, I like be just for you. <laughs> I like to watch it. And I like to revisit it, you know, several times over. And uh, yeah, this is a, just time. as a little pick me up. Yeah, you know, that's what I love. So well, then this is the movie for you. This is the feel good movie of the summer for, for a loop. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so I guess the big question is like, how many people are actually going to watch? It'll be interesting to see what the ratings for this year's Oscars are, because yeah. I mean, like I said, most of these movies are hard to find. Like, you know, they're not theaters haven't been open, so it's, you haven't been able to watch them. They're not streaming yet. So, you know, it's yeah. how many people are actually going to care about the Oscars this year? Yeah, it'll be know. interesting. I think of the ones that are on that list, I think there's eight and I think six of them you can you can either stream or um, get off that um, the on demand, like where yeah. you pay more for it. But yeah. I always think when those on-demands are expensive, but I think if I went with my wife and even my kids to go see a movie, even if with my wife, we bought popcorn, that it's going to be the same price. So, yes. I mean, but you don't get the theater experience is the only other thing. That's, so That's the problem is paying $30 to watch a movie on your TV. Yeah, I <laughs> mean. I, I struggle with that, but you're right. It is, it's not any more expensive and yeah. you're, you're going to see things more quickly that way, just the way the world is right now. So, yeah. You know, but yeah, do I, I want to spend $30 on The Father? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if people are even interested this year. I, I think people just right now are just watching anything. So hopefully the Oscars will still do well. I just I don't know if anyone has any like in, like any investment into it because they haven't seen a lot of the movies. But well, that's it. And I know like the Golden Globes have have run already, and I know the ratings were way down for the Golden Globes. Yeah, and that was Tina, that was Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. I mean, yeah. just th them alone would be a draw. Like just yeah. you know, people tune in. That's why I you know I was excited about it but even with the two of them hosting it numbers were still way down yeah apparently the the oscars this year will have a, a live audience and but they're good like the people that are nominated can only bring a get one guest so it's not going to be as crazy as it normally is with seat right. fillers i don't think like this crowd behind me will not be seen so picture yeah. this but a lot more scarce so it will probably be at what it's going to look like but yeah. but i'm glad i'd rather do that than I, i'm honestly over the virtual sort of like presentation on award shows so yeah. um yeah. i liked how they did the grammys i thought the grammys were well done yep. uh so we'll see how how that keeps going so moving on from that our number three on the pop five marvel news disney basically moved some release dates you'll never guess what movie got moved i'm gonna say uh black widow <laughs> black widow for like I, this has got to be like the fifth time yeah. this movie's been moved so i i feel like this is where it's gonna land because it's uh july 9th it's going to be out in theaters and it's going to be uh, via paid premiere access on Disney plus. Yeah. 
So once they they committed to Disney Plus, I thought, okay, for sure, this is it's it's going to be a go on this. Yeah. But I will try my hardest unless we're in some sort of lockdown to see it at a theater. Like, oh, 100%. I don't yeah. want to see, I don't, this is one of those movies I don't want to see at home. I want to see it in a theater and I want to just sit back and relax and watch this thing because it still yeah. looks great. Like I did, I'm just super excited to see it. I know. Well, um, I mean, it's been, it's literally been like the longest wait for a movie ever. Like it's yeah. been there. It's like, it's like we can almost touch it. It's, it's yeah, I know. <laughs> we can't quite reach it. So yeah, I will, I will 100% be in the theater for this. I don't want you touching anything. Oh, <laughs> I'll, touch oh, I'll, be, oh I'll be touching it. <laughs> and then um, uh, Shang-Chi, I, I, I always like pronounce it weirdly. Um, and the legend of the 10 rings and that's out September 3rd and Eternals will be November 5th. And uh, of course, last Friday was the, um, uh, Falcon Winter Soldier premiere. Did you watch it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So what what was your what's your initial thoughts on it? Yeah, I I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, I felt like it was more sort of like a continuation of um, um, Captain America Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, like that sort of style, like sort of you know like um, military action and and all of that, and it looked like that. Like for a TV show, the action looked like big screen like it yeah. was they did not spare a penny on this thing like it, no no it's it's massive yeah and i but it was interesting when it was finished i was thinking about it and i thought the parts that i liked the most in that episode were the were the quiet moments like the moments where bucky is is sort of in therapy and yeah trying to figure out who he is and and all of that and then the falcon i can't remember his real name but um anthony mackey or the you know when he's when he's with his family and and um you know dealing with all of that those i thought those were the i thought those were really good moments just it built that those characters a lot more so yeah I thought that was pretty cool what was your take i enjoyed i thought it was great um i think uh a lot could happen in this um i'm gonna stay away from fan theories on this one because the yeah. wandavision fan theories were so off yeah <laughs> i actually read an article it was really funny where the producers are like looking at what's trending during the show after the first couple shows. And they're like, like, where are these people coming up with these, like, like Mephisto and all these things Like they did, they did not expect any of that. And they thought there'd be some like, like chatter online, but they didn't think people were going to be like Magneto. Like they started, like, they, they just were like, I don't know what to do because they're, they're everyone's trending all these crazy theories. Like, and they didn't expect it to be like that. So yeah. I thought that was quite funny. So I think this one will have less of those sort of like, wild theories like but you never know i think so too i yeah i i think it's gonna be i my my other my only other thought about this was i almost wish they had started with falcon and winter soldier because it feels like a continuation of the marvel movies that have happened so it would have been a cool transition because the, the thing was starting with wandavision wandavision was so different and so out of the box yeah we've never seen anything like it it kind of set the marvel the, the marvel tv universe up for this being like really different and really yeah. like crazy and strange and and that was awesome like i loved wandavision i thought it was the bar was set quite high with wandavision really I, but i don't think they expected it to, to have the response that it did yeah. it was like the baby yoda of 2021 totally. it really like it totally was like it was yeah. like people just didn't expect this to happen and it was yeah. it just suddenly now these two characters that were like background characters were suddenly that no yeah. one really like i mean not that people didn't care about them but they just weren't like the captain americas and that yeah also now everyone loves them like exactly. they could those two could lead a movie and everybody be all in now 
yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, and I think that's the only situation is that I feel a little bit let down because like WandaVision was so grand and so like creative, yeah, creative. And now we're sort of back to what the Marvel movies feel like, which, and there's nothing wrong with that because they're good, but it just felt like I was waiting for the next really big, like out of the box thing that they were going oh, yeah, to, yeah. you know what I mean? But I mean, this is only the first episode. I have no idea where it's going. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and the scale of it is so big and, and it, it really feels like going back to the movies. So, yeah, I, I, my only disappointment in it, but I, I do know why they're doing it, but I, the fact that Falcon and Winter Soldier never actually met up in this, in this episode, like they're yeah. never together in it. But again, I know why they're doing that. They're just trying to develop both characters. And again, yeah. it's all going to come together. It's a series so they can do whatever they need to do. I, I love that uh, US agent was at the end, which was really cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like with the shield, I thought that because in the comic he is like a, like a, a like a, a very hateable character. So oh, okay. he's very pompous. It, like, and have you ever watched The Boys? Have you seen that show? No, I haven't yet. No. He's like the Homelander of of superheroes, like sort of just okay. this, like this a hole sort of character. But the <laughs> uh, um, so that's gonna be kind of cool. And it, I, it was cool too that um, Wyatt Russell's playing him, who's Kurt Russell's son. Really? That, yeah, I I forgot he had a son that acted, and uh, it was cool no that idea. he he was cool that uh, that he's in it. He's in that show. It's like Lodge Thirty Nine. Oh, Forty Nine. Forty Nine. He's in that show. He's like the oh. lead in that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's in this, um, and he's playing U.S. agent. So which is kind of cool. So I'm really excited to see what they do with that. And Baron von Zemo will be probably more fully developed in this than he than he was in that in um. Which, which he was one of the, one of the third cat in America, Civil War. I think yeah, he was in Civil War. Yeah, so yeah. he'll be more fully developed as he is in the comic. So I'm super excited about that too. So I like to see where all of this is going and, and okay. what they're going to do. I think, I think we're ultimately, we're going to be super excited about it. Like, I think we're going to be satisfied with this. Oh yeah. And again, it's a series. So you got to, you got to like just ride the wave and, and, yeah. and settle down a bit after WandaVision and, yeah. and enjoy it as you go. And do we know how many episodes there are? Six. There are only six, but but these ones are more like four. I think they're closer to forty-five minutes to yeah. fifty minutes or fifty-five minutes. So they're a little bit longer episodes, just less of them. So, right. But okay. based on what I've seen so far, I'm like they must be breaking the budget on this thing because this I, looks like a movie. Like like it, it looks cinematic. Like it's yeah. it's crazy looking. Well, and then so I mean we've got six weeks of this, and then we've got like like a ten minute break, and then Loki starts. <laughs> yeah, I know it's Pretty it's much. nuts. So it's going to be nonstop uh, Marvel. And then I think Star Wars has Yaddle in there somewhere as well. No. This is, what? No. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm I'm sure it's coming. Right, so we'll <laughs> see. So. Disney uh, Plus is like on fire with Yaddle. It it's like. <laughs> and speaking of Disney Plus and being oh. on fire, let's move to our number two pop five for this week. Disney Plus has released uh, information that they are adding to their roster with two long lost sort of uh star wars movies you can see right behind me they started the ewoks so uh, both of the 80s ewoks movies are coming to disney plus on april 2nd um so you've got caravan of courage which came out in 1984 that was the first one and um and then a year later uh, it was followed by ewoks battle of endor so both of those movies are coming up they're both made for tv um caravan of courage i think got a bit, a bit of a theatrical release but essentially they were tv movies and Car- uh, caravan of courage is the better of the two movies okay just, you know. um so essentially uh, caravan of courage is about two kids who are orphaned and the ewoks are helping them to find their parents that's essentially what that movie is about and then 
Uh, Ewoks Battle of Endor takes place six months later. And the girl, who you can see over my shoulder here. Yeah. This little girl right here. Um, yep. is, in, is in this one. And she's uh, now sort of teamed up with the Ewoks because there are marauders who have taken over control of the planet of planet uh, the moon of Endor and so she helps the Ewoks to battle these marauders for, for okay control so that's those that's what those the two movies are about but uh but it's just I'm super excited because I assume that they've cleaned them up that they're going to be they may even be 4k at this point because uh, that's what they seem to be uh, releasing so we're going to finally see a really good uh cleaned up version of these things um so It'll be interesting. And, and um, these movies were the very first introduction of the Blurgs. Remember in uh, Man- The Mandalorian, the, those creatures that he rode that uh, had oh, two- Oh, right, right. Those bleh, 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 bleh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where they were introduced, were in these movies. They were like a total deep cut when, yeah. when they were seen in Mandalorian. Nobody had seen them since these Ewok movies. This is where they were. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not true. That's not true. They were in uh, Star, Wars, Star Wars Rebels, I think pull them out again but this is where they got their start so and then the other thing that they are going to be launching which is a little weird but this is what they're doing we're not getting the full star wars holiday special Ah. still not but what they are what they are releasing is the nine minute boba fett cartoon which honestly is as a short as a short okay um and it's it's called um uh, the story of the faithful wookiee I didn't even realize it had a name, but that's what that short is called, The Story of the Faithful Wookiee. Um, and it's by, by far the best part of the holiday special. Oh, anyway. yeah, like hands down. Yeah. Um, so it's, I mean, it's kind of cool that you will get to see a, a clean version of it. Um, you can you can watch it on YouTube now. I actually just watched it earlier today just as a refresher. Yeah. And it's, it's great. Like, I, I was thinking, you know, it's nine minutes long. They could easily have made a 60-minute animated Boba Fett show instead of the holiday special and it it would have been amazing like it would have been part of canon it would have been fantastic because the 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 uh, animated thing is really I don't if you haven't seen it I don't want to give away what happens because it's it's a there's a cool kind of take on Boba Fett in this one but uh but it's great so uh, all of that all all three of those things are coming out oh and also the um Ewoks uh animated series like the original out. cartoon yeah the original because there was an ewoks cartoon and then there were droids droids that's right yeah. um, i don't think droids is coming out quite yet they haven't announced that but the ewoks show so there's there's a fair bit of new sort of retro star wars material coming on april 2nd which is uh only a couple weeks away so i'm i'm personally i'm really excited about that i will you are you're definitely gonna walk the ewok Oh yes! <laughs> You've been holding on to that one for a while. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> no one's ever going to use it again after, no. <laughs> after the after the response of that one. Yeah, no. a lot of crickets happened. With the uh, I mean, yeah, I was wondering when you when I saw that you had put Ewoks down, I thought it was like the the original cartoon series. I hundred percent until you just mentioned it now, forgot about the movies. Like, and oh, I know, okay. I know, I probably seen them. Yeah. I, I kind of remember it a little bit now that I see like the poster behind you on the YouTube yeah. version, um, but the uh, of the show. But the uh, I forgot a totally hundred percent about those movies. Like the yeah. um, and I know I've probably seen them at some point, but because they probably aired and who knows when they ever aired again after that. Yeah, uh, I I'm going to definitely watch them because I, I just it's been years and years and years. Yeah, well, I mean, and so just just going in, know that the first one, Caravan of Courage, is 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 a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, Ewok Battle for Endor. Nine. Is Warwick Davis in both these? 
Um, that is a good question. I believe so. Yeah, I believe he is. I, I'm pretty sure that he is the only sort of uh, character who's, or the only actor who's from the original yeah. movies. Because his, his character is the only one we actually remember. Like Wicked's yes. the only one that I really, yeah. like anyone would really remember from the original. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, because actually you can see in the poster, there's Wicked right there. The yeah, so it's probably him yeah, for sure. There he is right there. Yeah. So yeah, he, he will be back. But <laughs> And uh, a kid that kind of looks like Mark Hamill. <laughs> I know. Well, so when I found this poster, I was like, no, that can't be right. Cause they've got Mark Hamill in there. <laughs> That's not Mark Hamill. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so it's, yeah, I'm very excited. I've, I, it's been, I can't even, I mean, it's been probably at least 25 or 30 years since I've watched these movies. You know what I love? I just Disney plus at first I was kind of like skeptical because there was a lot of things I was hoping would be on it. And then like the, the new, the new material they're doing, it was coming out a little slow other than yeah. Mandalorian kind of came out fairly early, but like the, the Marvel stuff hadn't really started. And I was like, uh Oh, like this, I'm not sure what, like their promises, they haven't fulfilled many, but I obviously there was the pandemic and that sort of slowed things down, but it's little things like those that make me love disney plus because it's just these little offshoot movies that i've never seen on dvd i'm sure they were at some point but i've just never seen them um now they're available to us and i think it's a great piece of like star wars history to go back and watch these and and i think it's i'm so excited about it i think that's really cool me too well and i can tell you the dvd release like the home video release of these movies are really hard to find now and they're yeah. they're expensive. Like they're just I I I assume that they're out of print. So yeah, even just to like go on on uh, eBay and try to find DVD copies of this is is hard, and you'd be spending a lot of money. So it's this is great. I just think like literally the only thing that I have that I'm waiting for. Well, I, I like the I like the droids animated show. I remember watching that as a kid. Yeah. Like oh, up there, I just love them to put the rest of the uh, holiday special up there. I just think I don't know be- what the. I mean, I don't know if they're just waiting to like maybe try to remaster it and then put it all out at once like because it will sell i can guarantee oh, you it will sell of course it will i i think that though it's still that issue that um george lucas doesn't want it out there like he's so embarrassed by this thing i think that he's it's time for him to be- honestly to get over it because this is the new age and everything's out and it's streaming yeah. and be, the fans are probably more excited about that than some of the other stuff that star wars has done right like well, it's because it's the- such it's so it's, it's just so ridiculous. Like I would totally own that. I would buy pop oh. figures of like the ridiculous yes. Wookiees. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a marketing, like it's just waiting to, to happen. It's cool. It is. Well, and the thing is, is that the whole, the whole thing is streaming on YouTube. Like you can watch it. So yeah. it's, it's not even hard to find anymore. Like when we, I remember you and I, when we went to one of our first uh, fan expos, we found a vendor who was selling bootleg copies of the holiday special. We were like, Oh, we each bought one and this was fantastic and we, we'd never seen it before <clears throat> and this was great but that was like 15 years ago and yeah. now you know you can watch so why wouldn't disney take it and clean it up and at least you know give us a good quality version of it because it's and, and have some fun with it even do like a version like uh like a fun version with some of the cast like talking about it as yeah. it's playing or or something like i mean there's so many different things they could do with it now that just to make fun of it but still have fun with it like it's a and, yeah and I, like, I i totally feel like mark hamill would approve so number one on oh. our top five uh this week is uh zach snyder's the justice league Justice League. Oh, yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's right. <laughs> That's <what it's> <clears throat> the four hour, uh, I was going to say remastered, but it's not remastered. It's a completely new movie uh, that just dropped on uh, HBO Max uh, this past weekend when 
as of the recording of this thing. Um, and we have both had a chance to watch it. Yes. But we have not spoken at all about our opinions of it. No, we have not. So, <laughs> so uh, because I've been waiting for days now to hear Loop's impression of it, I want you to go first. Go. Uh, okay. I thought it was all right. I'm oh. gonna give you. I'm gonna give it an all right. I, I kind of teased you in, in text that like make it sound like I hated it, but yeah. I, I did not hate it. I, I thought okay. it was. I thought it was entertaining enough, but okay. I didn't think it was great. Okay. So um, I had a few things about it. And, and as we talk a little bit about it, this is, if you haven't seen this, don't listen to this part yes. of the podcast. Spoiler, spoiler stop alert. The, stop the podcast, watch it, come back and, and listen to this part. <laughs> yeah. um, I just, I, 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 it's hard for me because I, I remember the first Justice League movie, but I don't remember, I don't know enough of it to compare it okay. enough. But I, as I was watching the, the, the renew cut, I was, I started, some of it started coming back to me, but, and there's some stuff I liked about it a lot. And there's some stuff I just found some of it was just melodramatic and there's a lot of slow motion scenes of like people in the rain and, and yeah. like these different pans of things that kind of move the story along, but it was like, they're really long. Like, yeah. and it just seemed like there was a lot of that, like, to, and it was almost like he tried to use every piece of footage that he had yeah. um, for it. But, but I will say that it, it made for a more well-rounded movie as a whole, but I still think about an hour probably could have been cut of that thing. Yeah. Zack Snyder tends to like to slow things down. Like I, I seem to remember that in um, the Watchmen when he did the Watchmen, there was a lot of slow motion. Like he, he just that that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. and he just you know you I think you're right. Like he had a lot of footage and he was you know hell bent on putting it all in there because he didn't get the <laughs> chance the first time. Yeah. So yeah. So there's there's a lot of slow motion and, and that sort of thing. Um, I I knowing this was coming up, I rewatched uh, Superman uh, v Batman. Yeah, and the original, like the the Joss Whedon uh, version of Justice League first, so I'd catch up because I hadn't watched them in a, in a couple of years. So I was pretty familiar with the original, like the Joss Whedon version, when I went into this one. And I can tell you, it, it's night and day. Like they're literally like different movies. I mean, they're so apparently uh, Joss Whedon uh, cut about eighty percent of what Zack Snyder had in the movie so what you see in the joss whedon version is like 20 percent of of zach snyder's story <laughs> now, so Z really zach snyder's daughter had passed away right is that why he yeah, had to she leave she had committed suicide okay so he she, he, she, he had to leave the project was it all shot when or were they still shooting um, i think no i think a lot of it had been shot um, I don't I, like he did reshoots for this version. So there were yeah. for new, like all the, the Joker um, was all new, like reshoots. Um, sort of, I think most of that whole um, nightmare scene at the end, the epilogue was was reshot. So he did some reshooting for this, but um, I think a lot of it was reshot, but he literally just trashed all of it. Like he, he just, he decided he wanted to make his version of the movie instead of using what Zack Schneider had already done yeah. um he changed the script he changed like a lot and what's what's upsetting about it is that Zack Snyder left because of a family crisis like not he just he wasn't fired he wasn't booted he wasn't like, like creative differences he, or anything yeah, like, it, yeah it wasn't that at all he literally had to leave for family so I wish that the studio had given him like a month like just put everything on hold for a month let him deal with what he needed to do and then come back and and do and finish what it. he was going to finish it i just think that was and i think that's part of the reason why the fan base got was so on board with like 
you know, Zay, you know, bring, bring, create the Zack Snyder cut, like the hashtags, uh, because it wasn't, it wasn't really fair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to do what he did. Um, so yeah, so they are, they are totally different movies. I mean, there is so much more backstory to the characters, like the backstory for Cyborg in this new version didn't even exist in the, in the original. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah Cause I, of- some of it, I remember a lot of it. I'm like, I don't remember any of this in the, yeah. in the other, but it was cool. It was good. It was cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of backstory, um, and there's even the characters like um, Aquaman in the Joss Whedon version was was way wilder, like a lot of woohoo and like doing like just a wild guy. Yeah, and and in the Zack Snyder version, he's really like more serious and somber and sort of just more angry. <laughs> yeah, so even characters within this have changed like it's just totally it's a totally different movie and, and yeah and per- personally i liked it a lot like i i could easily have watched the four hours straight through i just didn't have a four-hour block so i watched it in two two-hour blocks but yeah i found it i found it very like almost too dark in a way like to, like almost like too like slightly depressing <laughs> like if flash yeah. hadn't have been in it, it to like you kind of drop a few jokes here and there i i it, to bring up the mood a little bit like I, that was the only thing that like the rest of it was just so dark like it was just so like um, it's really great. and and the other thing was that the original was rated pg-13 the joss whedon version this one's rated r like yeah. they they actually changed the rating because there's a lot more gore and blood and, and some swearing as well like, yeah so, yeah so he intentionally made it uh a lot darker like it is definitely a dark uh, universe but the other thing was that he was going to be making uh, a tr- this a trilogy there was going to be a sequel to this that was essentially that the nightmare like the the what the world would have been like if dark side had actually succeeded and merged the united the mother boxes yeah the, the third movie was going to be that was going to be like a look at the what the world was going to what the world would have been like if he had won and so superman would have um been angry and and almost evil so they were heading in a really dark direction with this trilogy to start with so it really was a dark <laughs> that would have been a pick me up <laughs> oh yeah yeah there would have been nothing happy about that <laughs> so but unfortunately he said that he is probably not going to make the third one which i mean seems odd now after such a massive response to this one you'd think he'd want to because this isn't canon right like this is like separate I, you know what? I don't know. I honestly, I read somewhere this, they, they, this isn't considered canon, this movie probably at all. Not, probably not because the studio, it's it's Zack Schneider's version of it. It's not the studio's version of it. So right. I think you're probably right. I think it's probably uh, what Joss Whedon did is probably considered canon, I guess. I, I you know, it's, it's too bad because I think the characters are way better developed in the Zack Schneider version. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think you know the, and there's a lot more reference to like they even referred to um the joker killing robin because the joker kills robin in the comic books mm-hmm. um there are even references to that sort of thing that joss whedon didn't mention so there were a lot more sort of fanboy kind of moments in in this movie that weren't yeah. so eh, it's too I, bad that it's not kind of there. I think part of my problem is I'm not, I'm like, obviously I'm a Mar- like a bigger Marvel fan. Yeah. Like, and I was before the movies, like I'm just, I still collect Marvel comics, but um, I never got into DC mostly because it's, it's overwhelming to like be into Marvel and DC. It's just too many universes. Um, so there's, there's things I probably missed 
because yeah. I, I wasn't as much into DC where obviously if I watch Marvel, I'm like, oh, this person or this person, because I, I just know them. Um, exactly. DC, I'm not as familiar with. So there's people like our little references that I just wouldn't get. So that takes away a bit of my enjoyment of it. Also with the, the DC universe, because Marvel is so, um, it, it's so streamlined. Like they, like the TV shows all, even like the Daredevils and all those slightly attached to the movies. Like they'd mentioned yeah. like the Battle of New York or whichever. Um, the DC universe is all over the board. Like they got the CW stuff. They've got like the um, uh, Gotham yeah. kind of universe. They've got the Titans, like yeah. which I don't think is attached to any of those. I don't know. And then they've and got like Supergirl. Yeah, and, and then the, and then the movies are a whole different universe. So I'm just they're all over the board. Like I just it's hard to to rein it in for me, like mentally, <laughs> like because there's just too, there's yeah, just I, too many different versions of things, like. Yeah. like there's 20 flashes and like i just don't know true. what's going on like and that's yeah and that's exactly it like you even had you know the uh um, christopher nolan trilogy of batman which doesn't relate to the new superman v batman or batman v superman and justice league they're not all connected so you know i mean yeah it's I agree. Like Mar Mar Marvel nailed it. Like they know how to create a universe. There's mm -hmm. no, there's no question. And DC just hasn't been able to do it. So that's why I think people are like really, cause now, now the new trending hashtag is um, save, save the save the Snyder universe or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, because they, they really want Schneider to be like the, like the John Favreau of, uh, or like the, yeah. the Kevin Feige of DC because he know like his movie like the the batman v superman and this movie are are really well tied together um and they're really creating a a universe and so if if they gave somebody like him the reins then you would have see more of what marvel does in the dc universe and i think that's what yeah DC that's is lacking right now that's just like my main thing with dc is just too, there's too many like i just named like and I, that's not even with the joker like the no. movie the joker like there's like that's like five different DC universe multiverses, like like yep. that are currently on the air. That are all half of them aren't connected, other than most yep. of the CW stuff. So it just it just becomes confusing to me. Like there's just too much. Um, I just got a few hits and misses in this movie. Okay, my one of my hits is Wonder the the Wonder Woman in this movie is so much better than the ones oh, in the other movies, and yes. I, I think they just made her too goofy. Yeah. And the others, nothing wrong with that, like the way they did them. Like she's, but I think this version of wonder woman is like the best version like she's just like fantastic yeah but her the wonder woman scenes are like absolutely the highlight of of the movie like they yeah they they are i think far better than the actual wonder woman movies like they were phenomenal yeah, yeah they're so good um and then uh one of my misses is batman I, I just i'm not a big fan of batfleck like i just don't like uh -huh. like i just not a I just don't buy him as Batman yeah, for whatever yeah. reason. There's just not the grizzledness. Like, I feel like it's someone from Hollywood done up. Like, I just don't yeah. have, like, you know what I mean? I've, there's just yeah. better people that have played Batman. Like, yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, he's too, um, um, it's not even brooding. I, yeah, he's too Hollywood. Like, he's too Yeah, it's just Hollywood for, uh, yeah, somehow, you know, I mean, because, I mean, it also didn't work when George Clooney played Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just, it just, for whatever, I just don't buy him as Batman. And yeah. it's like, and I, maybe that's just me. I just, for some reason, the rest of the casting is great. I thought everybody else was, was fantastic. Uh, I'd like to see Cyborg 
um, come out of his body armor. Cause it's, he, uh, he's a little brooding for me, like a little, like, and I understand why he'd be angry, but he's just almost too angry. Like he started to lighten up a little bit as the movie went on, but yeah. I, um, and I feel like, I feel like if they do pursue him, like as a character, I think he will lighten up. Like, I think he will become sort of now that he's resolved his father issues and, and all of that stuff. I think he would become sort of a bit, a bit lighter. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I, I love, this I, I was never really a big cyborg fan like he's um, he, he, like he's great as a character like i think it, like the, how they did him was cool like i love yeah. like how he can read computers and his like and oh that's really cool like his look was awesome like i just yeah. as a character i thought he was a little brooding the other yeah. character is superman I and mean, it's not the not uh, how he's played way too powerful like oh, just yeah. like they, they, had, they had three of them against Steppenwolf. Then like they're barely even like touching the guy. Superman comes in five seconds and like destroys him. Yeah. Like it's like he's just he's such a, a such a powerful a, character. He's a Superman. He is well, like almost too much. So like I was like, yeah. holy man, this guy is like, like like they don't even need like the other Justice League people aren't even needed. Like no. really, like they're just like hanging around the well, and, and all of justice was, and filling up yeah. space. Really, and like, I think that was kind of like I think they kind of said that in the movie. Like they were all like, there was one scene where they're all standing around in a circle, and Flash says, "I don't want to be the one to say it," but and then they and then Cyborg puts up the like the hologram of Superman. Like they all realize they can't do this without him. Like he is, yeah. You know, so I think a big part of the movie was bringing Superman back to life because in Batman v Superman, he died. Yeah. Um, so he was, you know, so I think that I think they actually like played that well, that that they even realized, like, we can't do this. Like, we are done. If we don't bring him yeah. back, there's no way we can do this. He's just so, so powerful. Yeah. Like, he's just he shows yeah. up and he's just like basically flicks Steppenwolf and like destroys <laughs> everything in five seconds. And then there's yeah. like, like the other guys are just standing around like it's like pretty much <laughs> like it's like why are we even here like why like it's like it's like when you're at a job and you know someone could like they, they replace you with a computer like basically right like he's just <laughs> he's just so powerful like you know you're gonna get let go because you're like you're, yeah. You're done. like <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a the next one's gonna be a justice league of one i forgot about this part can Batman have more awkward machines that he uses? Like that thing that climbs, you know, that thing is like two arms and it climbs up. The night crawler. The night, that is the, the most nightcrawler. awkward thing I've ever seen. No one would ever create a machine like that. That is like the super most awkward machine. Like it's most so useless. Like, <laughs> Well, hey, if you need to get out of a sewer, there's nothing better than the night crawler. <laughs> Here, um, okay. A two-armed machine that's like... It's very awkward and very easy to, to like destroy. Okay, perfect. Yeah, it really, it really was big and bulky. Like it could have, it could have slimmed down a little bit. <laughs> it streamlined it just slightly. Yeah. Uh, see, that's why I think they need uh, like Tim Burton to come in because all of Tim Burton's Batman uh, stuff was really sleek. Like the bat wing was super cool and yeah, really like sleek and little. And <laughs> he needs to stick to the basics. You don't need to get yeah. into like these other weird like machines. Like he needs Batman needs to have the, the, the car and the helicopter yeah. or the bat wing or whatever. Just to keep, <laughs> the, keep it simple. <laughs> keep it simple. Like I just we don't exactly. need the, these bizarre yeah, was... like things that no one would ever build because they're so awkward. <laughs> where do you store something like that? Like, where do you put this? Like, the amount of money he's got to pay on rent just for a, like a hanger to store that. Come on, fuel it. We don't know. These are questions we have to ask. So ridiculous. Anyways, all right, we all right. So that's the pop five for this week. We should, we should go back in time now. What do you think? I think we should. Let's okay, check out let's the pop it. capacitor. Let's go. Okay.
are Pop Capacitor, and uh, this week we are looking at uh, a great movie. It's right behind us. It's called Puffin Stuff, based yep. on the original TV show HR Puffin Stuff, which confused me right off the top, but I'll get into that. Um, the movie was uh, based on the series. There were 17 episodes of the original series from September to December 1969. Um, the movie premiered in 1970 on June 3rd. And basically, here, I'm going to give a quick synopsis of the movie here. Okay. Jimmy gets kicked out of school, finds a talking flute, gets on a talking boat. Boat turns evil with the power of witchy poo, ends up on Living Island where everything is alive. And <laughs> he has a mayor, which is HR Puff and stuff. Uh, witchy poo steals the flute. They go get the flute. Witchy poo <laughs> captures everybody. Then they have to, like, save everybody. And then that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I, I've summed it up. <laughs> perfect they uh that is flutes. they get flutes yeah. everybody's everybody's out grabbing flutes <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the whole movie it is um it stars uh jack wild which is this little guy over my shoulder here yeah, that's funny right here. yeah uh jack wild um as jimmy then they've got billy hayes as witchy poo and then cass elliott's in it as well yeah. from the mamas and papas yeah. Um, Martha Ray is in it, and from, Billy Barney's also from the, from the Paula Dent commercials. Yeah, from the Paula Dent commercials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what she would love to be referenced from is the Paula Dent commercials. <laughs> and then of course the, the legendary Billy Barney, who I didn't realize was really in it till like I saw well, his credits, and then I was trying. Then I figured out who he was. But it's funny because he's in it, but his voice is not. It's another. It's a different. Oh, that's right. Voice, but he just sort of he's in the suit. <laughs> that's all right. And then Al Melvin is the voice of HR Puff and stuff. So yeah. just in case. Um, so uh, basically, so we'll go through some hits and misses and a few facts about the, the uh, jump in if you have any facts, Lawrence. I'll, yep. I'll do this yep. first one, which I was kind of blown away by, by right off the top. And I for, kind of forgot about this, but I, I found it again. Was that McDonald's got sued for stealing the Puff and stuff characters. Wh- what? Yeah, so what air McCheese and things? Yeah, so basically they McDonald's tried to do a deal with Pup with the Puff and stuff with Sid Marty Croft to use those characters for McDonald's. The McDonald's came to them and said, you know what? We don't want to do that. We're gonna go a different direction. Then suddenly the McDonald Land characters come out and they realize Mary McCheese looks an awful lot like HR Puff and stuff, and even the characters are sort of the same sort of designs as the HR Puff and stuff characters. Yes, So, so then um because Marty Croft basically go, okay, you're stealing our stuff. And then they realize that the puppeteers for the McDonald land commercials are the same ones from HR puff and stuff. Ah. And the voices, some of the voice actors are from HR puff and stuff. Ah. So they had, a, they had a clear deal and they ended up suing McDonald's and won. Oh, wow. For, for basically, not, this, is, this is news to me. I didn't know this. I, I was like, I was reading, I watched like some stuff on it. It was crazy. Like I was like, but when you look at it, like that is Mary McCheese behind me. Like, yes. Yeah. Like, well, and 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 looking over your shoulder there, the um, Kling and Clang are the uh, the Fry Guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so they they basically took sort of took that idea and that sort of the way they did the puppeteering. They sort of took that and yeah. made them into the McDonald's Land characters, which I thought was really interesting. That I can't remember what they sued them for, but it, it, I feel like it was like a million or something. But like in today's standards, that doesn't seem like enough. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know. Back then, it probably seemed like a ton of money, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. 
Yeah, so yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I mean, I mean, HR Puff and Stuff is a highly desirable uh, franchise, so <laughs> you can see why a, a corporation like McDonald's will be clamoring. Apparently, it was very popular when it first came out. Which, oh so, yeah, a, was, a couple of things surprised me about this is number one, that it was only seventeen episodes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought, I it, thought was, it was a lot more. I do own like I have the actual like. Yep. That, that's yep. the we series. Both, there. We both went out the same day and bought the uh, box. That I think I feel like it came with this little guy too. Uh, like with, no. with, the, with the bobblehead. Okay, then one something I bought came with that bobblehead, I'm pretty sure. Okay. And then I also have the, there's the movie as well. Yep. So I have yep. way too much puff and stuff in my, in my life. Um, the, <laughs> Is it possible to have too much? I you can never have enough puff and stuff. Um, so, so that surprised me that there was so limited number of episodes. And also, I always thought the movie came out before the series. Me too. And the, and the only reason I thought that was because the opening of the series ha- looks like it's shot on film. Yes. And it's well, the it scene... Was- yeah, and, and the other thing that threw me is that the movie doesn't have this the theme song from the TV show. And right. usually, usually if a movie comes out first, it's its own thing, and then it gets popular, and they make a TV show, and then they make a theme song for the TV show. Yeah. So, but there's no reference to the TV show. I mean, the, to the music from the TV show in this movie. So you're right. I thought that the movie came out first, but it didn't. And when I watched the opener, because the opener of the TV show has it where he gets he gets to find the flute and, and gets in the boat and it's all it's all done on film. But yeah. when I watch the film, it is slightly different. Like there's it's it's been reshot essentially, like because Puffin Stuff finds him in the opener of the show and he's not wearing a cowboy hat, but he is in the in the seer era in the movie. So there's right. like little just little differences if you watch it, it's slightly different, but that's interesting because if unless you're paying attention, because I've, I've I've seen the movie before, I've watched all the episodes, and I honestly thought that they just took scenes from the movie to make the intro for the TV show. I never paid any attention to the little details, so that's it's interesting that they did that. So apparently, it's because this show was so successful that they rushed this movie into theaters. Like they were like, we got to capitalize on this um, now and and uh, and rush it into theaters. So that's yeah, I. I didn't realize that's a weird backwards way of doing it, I guess, but yeah. And the, uh, and another fact is that eight, the HR for HR puff and stuff is actually Royal Highness backwards. Really? Royal. Yeah. I guess because, because <laughs> the uh, idea is that the puff and stuff is based on puff, the magic dragon. That's where that sort of name oh, okay. sort of derived from, but that that's what the HR, which is weird. Why did they just call it RH puff and stuff? Like I don't yeah. know why they needed to call it reverse it to HR puff and stuff, but that's well, probably because I, honestly, I'm guessing it would probably because of um, like legal issues. They couldn't use the Royal Highness without getting uh, like approval from the, the queen. Yeah. And I know that that's like Royal Highness is a is a title that they can't you can't just call something. Yeah. You have to actually get approval. So they probably were like, eh, we'll just switch it up and nobody will know and <laughs> everything will be fine. <laughs> I, I also read today that the um, HR Puff and stuff theme from the original show, um, Paul Simon sued them because he said it sounded too much like one of his songs. And so now he's actually credited on the song. Like really? if you see any like if it's been used again, like I think it was used in um. Remember that Schoolhouse Rock? It wasn't Schoolhouse Rocks, but there was like a cartoon rocks um, album in the early oh, yeah. 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think this song's on it, and and oh. it's it's one of the credits is uh, Paul Simon. I can't even I can't even think of what Paul Simon's song sounds like. The theme song. I, it's it said which one it was. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's no, like this is this is gonna be my thing to do after we're finished. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> I'm really curious to see what because that's such a weird quirky song. It's like yeah, I, apparently it's, it sounds a little bit like it. Um, Sid and Marty Croft used to send episodes of the Beatles because they used to watch this while they were high. 
and on, and on several drugs. So this was, this, this was the '60s. Yeah, and, and it, I mean, you it it. <laughs> I always thought that this show was made for hippies. Like, I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it is the most psychedelic, weird. Like, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute. But yeah, okay. <laughs> and um, Penny Marshall tried out for Witchy Poo and didn't get the role. So really? Penny Marshall from uh, Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was probably good. Good. Uh, good yeah, she probably. That. Yeah. I think Billy Hayes is the, the most witchy poo person you could probably ever. <laughs> and and Jack Wilde, who's the kid actor in this, uh, he was nominated for best supporting actor when he played Oliver. Um, he was seventeen, playing an eleven-year-old when he did the movie, and by twenty-one he was an alcoholic, and he yeah. died at fifty-three. Yeah. Like he had, he had a really tragic story. Yeah. Like a crazy tragic story past this. Well, because he like his so Oliver came out in 1968, so it came out two years before before this show or before this movie. Came yeah, out. and he was it was he was nominated for an Oscar, but he was also nominated for a Golden Globe um, and a BAFTA, I think. Like, oh he, yeah, like, he was like running the the uh, awards season in 1968. Like he was on, on his way up. Yeah. So you know, to go from that level to this. I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing. I don't know if that was a career <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, like the it, it shows that this show was quite popular at the time, yeah. and, and the the character, like I mean, most I would say most people, millennials probably wouldn't know what this was, and we'd be yeah. very scared of HR Puff and stuff. But um, it's a thing of nightmares are made of, essentially. Yeah. But but for our generation, and even though we didn't watch it first run, um, it it was on the air for quite a few years after yeah. just pre playing those episodes over and over again. That's why I thought there'd be so many more episodes yeah, but apparently not well and i mean and this is it the, like the hr puffin stuff spawned all the other uh sid and marty croft shows like the bugaloos and um lidsville and, and sigmund the sea sigmund, monster yeah like they're all and they're all banana this, splits bananas yeah they're and they're all sort of the same cartoony like um everything made of foam rubber <laughs> yeah they all had the same look so this is where it began and it really launched a massive cultural phenomenon like it, it was and i still like it i, I still think it's funny because it's so weird <laughs> it, it is it's like probably one of the weirdest things i've seen like it's yeah. as far as like a, a kid uh, i mean there's been some weirder cartoons now in children's programming but i would say any of those shows are slightly based on this like yeah. it, it's are influenced by it in some some bizarre way so well let's go through this we'll go through sort of a hits and miss as we go um and then we'll we'll, we'll kind of uh see where we end up with on uh, whether we still think this holds up or not okay so this is the we're really looking at the movie here and not the the series so yes okay. right yeah. so what 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 do you got to start with let's start with hits what have, what have you got okay so i i liked the music in this yep. i thought the music it had a real like 60s feel oh a lot good. of it like i thought the movie was like the, the the most of the songs were pretty good the opening was like i thought the opening of the movie was really creepy kind of had a kind of a creepy yes. feel to it yeah. it reminded me of something like the wicker man or something the way it was shot yeah. and everything it was just kind of like very like gritty yeah. kind of 70s feel to it yeah. um very british looking and i, I laugh because it was directed by a uh, hollingsworth uh, morse the word oh. the name hollingsworth you don't hear that a lot anymore <laughs> as a as a regular name but i'd like to but, bring that back <laughs> but i, I like too that the um that the opening felt like because the opening was in the real world yes before he went to living island um and it felt like it was angry and it was like the, the it felt gritty and that but once he gets to living island it's all colorful and bright and like it really they did a good job of making the real world feel much different from living island 
yeah, I thought that was good. Um, what I so part of that for my hits and misses is that the hit was that like I thought the music was good. They had some like pretty decent like for a kids movie, pretty decent dance numbers and yeah. things and and stuff. But I didn't think there was enough songs in it. Like I thought there should have been more. Yeah, like songs and more musical numbers. Considering they had they had this format, they could do that and really yeah. like push it as a musical. But they kind of like only put a few in, and I, I thought there should there could have been a lot more. Well, and and the fact that so here is here's I, I like the music as well, but here was one of my biggest misses. <laughs> okay, for the, was based on the music. Um, they had Mama Cass starring as one of the one of the witches in this thing yeah like she was a massive star at this point like she had done mamas and papas she was on her own at this point and her solo career was huge like she was a massive star she only really sang one song like i'm not really sure why they didn't highlight her in more of the musicals like adding more of the musicals yeah Um, you've got an actual like singer that's like popular people know who she is and then yeah they only use her like really in that one tune and that was it and so here's my other miss is that particular tune. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that particular song that she sang was a miss for me. Um, it's called different. Um, and she's essentially singing about uh, that. It's good to be different. You don't want to be the same as everybody else. You, 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 you want to be different. However, if you listen to the lyrics of the song, it does not sell being different at all. Like if you listen to what she says, you do not want to be different. You want to be exactly the same. So here are the lyrics. Oh no. <laughs> difference being different is hard being different is lonely different is trouble for you only different is heartache different is pain but i'd rather be different than the same why <laughs> yeah this is there's not a lot of selling features in this no. uh, song different is heartache different is pain different is trouble but that doesn't sound like something i want to be <laughs> And that was repeated several times. Like that was the chorus of the song. Oh, bad! Wow, <laughs> that's not. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, that's Mama so... Cass, for bringing it down. <laughs> yeah, it really was. I mean, the message is good. Like, be be an individual. Be somebody. Yeah. You know, be yourself. But really, to you know, if even though you know you want to be yourself, but it's going to cause you a lot of trouble. It's going to cause you a lot of pain I, I wonder, and heartache. I, I kind of wonder if some of those lyrics are, are referring to the fact that they're witches as well. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I, I think maybe that was maybe why it was kind of like that, but I don't know. It was, but it's very, yeah, I can totally see what you're saying there. <laughs> I was like, I was just shocked. I was just like, wow, that's, uh, that's not really a positive message. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good song though. Like, yeah. The song yeah. itself is quite good. <laughs> uh, one, of, one of my hits, it's got to be uh, Freddie the Creepy Flute. Oh yeah. Like Freddie the Flute, I, like it's, it, it is a thing of nightmares are made of. Like it's, it's just, <laughs> the creepiest looking thing but it's it's compelling because it is so they could have made it look a lot happier and a lot like more fun but they didn't and so that's what i love about it is just that it's so dark looking it just just looks very evil <laughs> it does yeah absolutely um <laughs> i've always thought that was cool and um one one of my the things that i like about the flute is that they did a really good job of because it's a, a puppet but it's it's the size of a flute so they did a good job of of manipulating the puppet because a lot of the time the flutes in in jimmy's shirt pocket yeah um but it still is talking which means that they they had to like cr- like cut a hole in the shirt and you know puppet the thing while jimmy is wearing the shirt because he's yeah. got the puppet and it and it 
it worked really well like it i mean considering there were no animatronics at that time or anything like that you know that there's a guy under there like manipulating this flute in his pocket <laughs> like yeah his little mouth like the flute's yeah. uh, face on it <laughs> yeah so i thought that was actually i thought that was well done that, that you know it's not just a static shot of the flute talking when it's talking it's you know they did a good they did a good job of that um, so another hit for me is literally, and I mentioned this before, all of the foam rubber. Like, oh yeah. So everything, all of the sets are constructed out of foam rubber. Like they're not constructed out of. I mean, I'm sure that there's wood and you know that stuff as well. But the majority of the sets, even the full scale ones, like inside the castle, are foam rubber. So like they're they're inside the witch's witchy poo's castle, and there's the massive front doors where people come in at one point somebody sort of bumps into one and you can see it wiggle like foam does <laughs> you know so you know that like these sets are all foam rubber so it's it has a very unique feel like it gives yeah. the whole the whole thing a really unique feel i mean if it had just been like you know wood and metal and in construction it wouldn't have felt so um fantasy like yeah. you know yeah. so i think I think, and that's the mark of Sid and Marty Croft. Like they did that with lots of their other shows too. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that is, is such a cool technique. You don't, I mean, you never see that anymore. Like that's, you know, people associate Sid and Marty Croft with foam rubber construction. <laughs> <laughs> I feel but like um, Pee-wee's Playhouse sort of like took some of the elements from yeah. these houses. Cause they're very, like, there's never really straight walls. Like everything's always slightly curved Yeah, and, and all the sets. And it sort of kind of gives that kind of cartoonish feel to it. Because I think even the movie was like, even though like there was all the outdoor scenes at the start that were all obviously on film and shot outdoors, I feel like anything else that was in the land of the living or the living island was all shot in a studio. Yeah, so, it, so it had very different looks, which was kind of kind of cool. Um, I didn't made I didn't sorry go on. I I can also just uh, talking about Pee Wee's Playhouse. I feel like um, Tim Burton may have taken some inspiration from this too, because if you look at the like the exteriors of the buildings and things like that they're very like you said like the angles are off and they're yeah. really dark like they're really creepy looking but they're almost like cartoonish creepy so yeah i feel like there's a lot of people were influenced by what what sid and marty croft were doing yeah the uh but i was i mentioned the opener outside i one of my misses is jimmy's stupid hat at the beginning <laughs> Like I, I blew off at one point, but I just like I wanted to slap it off his head. It was like so annoying. Like it was very distracting. It's yeah. almost like an Australian hat, like one of those ones as like the side up on the. Yeah. It was just so annoying looking, like. Which is weird because they made it very clear that he came from England. Like he's not Australian. He yeah. Because they mentioned that at the at the beginning, like kids were teasing him because he was he had come from England and and so uh, yeah, so I don't know why he was wearing a very Australian looking hat. Yeah, I don't know either. It was very very bizarre. Yeah, it was kind of odd. Uh, <laughs> one of one of my misses, and it's it's a hard one because this is a big part of the show. But one of my misses was Witchy Pooh's voice. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, yeah. Well, only because it's fine. Like it's it makes sense. Like that's that's who she is. But when you watch it, when you're watching the TV show, you're only you know you're only watching for like 22 minutes or something like yeah. that. So it's it's pretty you know it's a pretty quick. When you have an hour and a half of of witchy poo all she does is scream like she only has one level, level yeah one yeah. level and it's screaming and she has a really kind of high, like high-pitched cackle like it's it's awesome like for 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 a 
kid show witch or a cartoony kind of witch it's yeah. perfect like it really is i'm not complaining about that i'm just because after a while it gets really hard to listen to it's a little really grating kind of, little grating after like the first hour you're like okay that's that's a lot of screaming going on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah because one of my hits was witchy poo and only that like i'm watching her like as just an actor doing that character and she yeah. is always on in that movie oh. like every little like thing has like an action and a reaction like she's just not paying attention in the scene and not doing something and some some would say it's overacting in some cases because it it sort of borders on that but at the same time this is for kids and yeah. you can kind of get away with overacting because kids want to see characters that are larger than life and i think yeah. her she was really good at doing that in this like she's so her like her prat falls and her like she was always doing something like she always had something going on which i did like her, her voice was a little grating after a while. I agree. Yeah. But, she, but you're right. Like she is she, like, I can't imagine anybody else playing that part um, after seeing what she, like she was all in like a hundred percent. And she, she genuinely looked like she was enjoying herself all the time. Yeah. Like she really, I mean, as a character, like as an actor, she embodied that character like nobody else could, and and it and I think that's part of what makes the show so fun is that she's so, um, like, she she was happy to take pratfalls and to you know be covered in water and foam and you know <laughs> uh, you know it, I just think that it just made it so fun to watch because she was amazing I and mean, she really was amazing yeah. at what she was doing and they all were like even even uh jack wild like his dancing is over the top like everything's over the top in this yeah in this thing. but everybody was seemed really into it <laughs> yeah it was, it's really cool to watch so I, which, that's a big hit which is kind of funny too because i found hr puffin stuff didn't have a lot of character no like he, he sort of like was there and he's his character comes from how he looks really because he's sort of he sort of stands out as as a big character but i again like i didn't think he had a lot of to do like they yeah. didn't really give him a lot to actually do in it. Like it was just, that was a little odd to me considering yeah. the movie's named after him. Like, exactly. Well, this was, I mean, like the TV show is more about him and his, is what he does with Jimmy, but this one was really a witchy poo movie. <laughs> I mean, pretty really, much it's, it, it, I mean, HR pop and stuff was there, but it, it was really more a witchy poo movie. And, and yeah. so that's why she stood out so much. But uh, but yeah, so he didn't really have. I mean, like I'd say, twenty minutes of the movie, he was tied up to a spit and rotated yeah, with, with an apple in his mouth. Because yeah, with the big apples, because the witches wanted to eat him. So I mean, for a big chunk of the movie, he wa literally wasn't in it. He was just rotating on a fire pit. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of times where he would like have anything wise to say or something where uh, he would figure something out. Like no. he just was sort of there. Like yeah. it, it was uh, that was a little odd to me, but was a little odd but the, it's always fun to watch uh hr puffin stuff and the different versions of the costume that they're showing you because he's one of those massive puppets where the puppeteer can't operate both hands and the mouth at the yes. same time <laughs> sometimes sometimes he'll have like one dead arm <laughs> that just hangs yep. there so that they he the puppeteer can move the mouth and then sometimes he'll have two hands but then the mouth just flaps like wildly open and closed and <laughs> so it's kind of fun to watch the uh different variations of puppet stuff <laughs> uh one of my other messages in this was the um uh, that they relied way too much on sight gags 
Yeah. And and uh, like Pratt Falls to, to make up for a very weak storyline yeah. for, for a movie. Because really, like how I said it at the beginning of this is exactly what it was. Like it yeah. was, there wasn't really, it was, yeah, it was more about witchy poo than it was them. And it was just a lot of people getting captured and people saving people. Like yeah. there wasn't really an over, like, like, like an arc that really yeah. from start to finish like it was just very bizarre like i can't remember if jim even got off the island i don't even remember i think he just stayed uh, there didn't he, he like on the island yeah i think he's still on the island but yeah <laughs> it's a pretty weak pretty weak storyline like it's really there's nothing to it <laughs> and also yeah it really is just it's literally like an extended version of the tv show like the yeah what they did in this they could easily have done in a 20 minute episode yeah like it could have been the exact same story um, and they could have condensed it into 20, a 20 minute episode and it would have been a great episode. <laughs> just a few better actors. Like there's a few like just actors you would know sprinkled in essentially yeah, in the movie version. Awesome. And that's yeah. the other thing that kind of bugged me in this a little bit was that the, the Living Island was shot pretty much in the same studio they did the show, which I could, yeah. could get away with. But there were some things like when the bat flies in, like he's on obvious cables. Like you yeah. can see the cables when he flies in. I'm like, Okay, I can get away with that on the TV show, but on yeah. a movie, I'd like like they should have put a little more effort into some of the facts because yeah. they were doing a movie. So, exactly. so, so a few things like that I thought were kind of weak. Well, that's what made me think that this was literally they just went they went into it saying, okay, we've got we've been given a ninety minutes to make him like a ninety minute movie. Let's just take the formula we've got for the show because it works and just stretch it out. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I, you're right. I don't think that they spent any extra money except for hiring Martha Ray and Mama Cass yeah. uh, on this movie at all. Like there was nothing different about this movie than there is about the TV shows. <laughs> yeah. The uh, and and again, like I, I love the the whole like the whole puppet stuff. Like the idea of the whole thing. The, my my final miss on this was yeah. that I think it was a little dark for a kids movie at times. <laughs> And, and I'll give you some examples. Like they're going to eat Puffin stuff, which I yeah. thought was a little dark. <laughs> like they're yeah. they're going to eat him. The other thing was that they had a, like a Nazi rat in it. Oh yeah, like we a major like that. Nazi rat. <laughs> like there was no hiding it. But he he spoke with a like a very German accent. <clears throat> he did the Heil Hitler salute, like the hand up. He like that was prominent. He had the armband. Like he the had red. a full Nazi uniform on, there essentially, was, was, except for the swastika. Yeah. <clears throat> they weren't even trying. To, to hide the fact but i mean obviously they were they made him a rat so and he yeah. was he was the villain like they, it wasn't like they were glorifying nazis that's not what they were it was exactly the opposite but it was really obvious that that's what they were doing <laughs> I, I, like, I just wow. sort of felt like it was like a little too soon like yeah. at this point because it would have been six seventy, right like i mean yeah. there was already movies out at that time that were kind of making fun of that um that whole time period but it was just, but I just kid's show? <laughs> but for a kid's show it seemed a little little weird as, as a yeah. reference point anyways like the like i didn't think it was something they should be like touting to kids <laughs> no, it was it was really when he first walked in i had totally forgotten that he was a kid because i think he's in the tv shows as well and possibly sure. yeah i can't remember yeah. now <clears throat> so i had totally forgotten when he walked in i literally went whoa <laughs> oh right <laughs> yes that's a thing <laughs> so that yeah, that was a little heavy-handed but uh, yeah, um, so I, I have one more miss <clears throat> to, to add to this. And that's uh, in relation to the, the trailer that they released for this movie. Yeah. So the, the trailer is like three minutes long, which is pretty much the entire story in 
in a trailer. <laughs> but um, but throughout the trailer, they keep referring to this movie as just like The Wizard of Oz. It's the same level of fantasy as The Wizard of Oz. And I'm like, okay, they're like these are two like they're not even in the same ballpark. <laughs> Over overselling. <laughs> yeah, way overselling. But I mean, I can see, I guess, why they did it. It's colorful and stuff, but it's, and it's got a witch in it, I guess. Yeah, the, the, literally, I think that's that's the reason. But I was like, they are really playing up this this whole Wizard of Oz thing, and I was like, that's you're 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 uh, stretching a little there. Yeah. And then the other their tagline for the trailer is the weakest tagline I have ever heard in any trailer ever. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Everybody will love Puffin Stuff because this is the year of Puffin Stuff. <laughs> That's the only reason you'll love Puffin Stuff because he happens, to, we're, we're giving him to you now. <laughs> not for any That's other terrible. Reason. That is terrible. I'm like, really? They nobody along the way said, "Can we come up with something better than like more clever and more yeah. creative than that?" For sure. <laughs> Everybody will love him because this is the year of him. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I, they summed it up pretty nicely. So. Yeah, it did. <laughs> so I thought that was great. <laughs> so how do you think it's it stood up for you? I, you know what? I still enjoyed it. I love the TV show. I, I like the whole puff and stuff. I love Sid and Marty Croft. Yeah. So for me, I, I found it fun. Like I still found it fun. The music was good. Um, and it, and it, like you said, there wasn't quite enough, but what was there made it really fun. Um, it was really strangely edited. There's a lot of weird, like pictures flipping back and forth and like single frames of edit like so it made it interesting to watch i for me it totally holds up i think it's fun yeah i thought it was great too the uh i just like i mean i'm nitpicking a few things on it but i felt that it was it was still had you kind of captured that like magic as a kid right and i thought it was it was over and above for that time period and very creative and the whole, the world they've created, I thought was really cool. I just, I, the only thing I just felt with the movie is that they could have gone a little further because it was, a, it was a, a movie yes. was the only thing. Okay. There's one thing I forgot about. Was there not a scene in there where they show the earth? There's like a quick clip and it looks like the paramount or the universal opening oh, yes. without, without the universal part that comes out. It was, yeah. the, it looked like, like the exact same footage they used for that. Yeah, there were actually a couple of scenes that were obviously stock footage. Um, there are scenes when Witchy Poo is flying through the sky. They show like a jet plane, tra tra like a oh the trails you know, of the yeah. trails of the jet, and and the um, film quality all of a sudden went super grainy and had like lines through it. Like you could tell that they obviously had used some stock footage. So I feel like that could probably have been a stock footage shot too. <laughs> oh yeah. I did, Cause I was like, oh, why are they going back to the universal opening? And then I realized, no, this is like supposed to be a shot of the earth. For, yeah. I can't remember why they referenced it. I don't remember. It was part of one of the songs, I think. Yeah. But it was like, this is the exact footage from that universal opener. It's just, yep. they just don't have the, the graphics on it. So yeah. But that's what I mean. Like they didn't spend any extra money. On oh this. no! I think they they did this as cheaply as they possibly yeah. could. I like, think it probably I think it probably cost them the same as what an, a single episode would cost, plus the cost of the two extra stars. But that's it. But, well, we'll be in the highbrow puff and stuff fans. We are. I, we we'll pick apart this movie. But if you just watched it on it on it, uh, just you have to just enjoy the whole '60s feel and the just the psychedelicness of this movie. So I I totally think this this holds up. I thought it was great. I, yeah. 100%. And um, it is actually on YouTube. 
if you look up Puff and Stuff movie, if you do want to see it, um, it is the whole 90 minute, uh, the whole 90 minute movie is there. So you can, you can watch it, you can fast forward through it, you can do, but it's there. So uh, you should, you should take a look at it if you haven't seen it before, because it, it's a, it's quite a thing. Enjoy it with some McDonald's. Wait, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. Yeah, whatever it is. <laughs> well i guess that's the show uh is we'll it? go back to the land of our living from yeah. a living island and uh thank you so much for uh listening and again check us out on our socials and uh, we'll uh, try to do a show a little faster this time uh, than last time we'll, we'll give it a shot <laughs> now that i'm 50 what else am i doing really other exactly. than doing podcasts um so we'll see you next time on uh, loop and larry guardians of geek bye-bye Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. Hey, Mikey. Bueller. Bad news. Fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain. My Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.